Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to take a closer look at some semiconductor updates. We have a few companies that recently have announced some pretty cool updates. First, we're going to look at Qualcomm, then MediaTek, TSMC, NVIDIA, and some updates on ARM IPO. If this is your first time here, my name is Jose Naharo. I love talking about the semiconductor market. This is the best channel you're going to find about semiconductor news, so make sure to hit the thumbs up, make sure to hit the subscribe button, and let's get started with today's episode. Uh, so like I mentioned today, um, I, I want to start off with Qualcomm, right? In the past few days, we've kind of seen a lot of negative news about Qualcomm, especially kind of that threat of competitive pressure from Huawei in China. I've actually did a video about that previously, um, but that's not the topic we're going to take a closer look at today. Today, we actually see some positive news from Qualcomm. I do believe it's coming because of all the negative news we've seen in the past few days. Um, but we can see the stock was up nearly 4% on the day today. That news is that Qualcomm announces an agreement with Apple for chip supply. So Qualcomm today announced that it has entered into an agreement with Apple to supply Snapdragon's 5G modem RF system for smartphone launches in 2024, 2025, and 2026. So obviously big news the stock was up roughly 4%. Some investors might be wondering, hey, Jose, why is this not up more? Wouldn't Apple's news kind of bring a little bit more um, bullish case to Qualcomm? Well, that is the case. I do believe most analysts have already priced in to some extent this kind of agreement, right? Apple already purchases chips from Qualcomm. Uh, the biggest risk here, though, is we know Apple likes to kind of Bring a lot of stuff in-house. We've seen it with their processor, right? They kind of let go of Intel and started creating their own chips, the M1, the A16, the A17, um, the M2, right? And the list goes on and on. Qualcomm has actually also gone out, I mean, Apple has also gone out there to purchase and start a team to really focus on the modem business as well for, for their phones. Uh, so there is the fear that, hey, eventually Apple is going to cut off Qualcomm. But, but if Qualcomm continues to put be the best of the best here in the modem system, then it's going to be very difficult for Apple to kind of cut them off um, because if not, Qualcomm will obviously continue to sell these to their competitive competitors, which is already the case, right? So um, as long as Qualcomm continues to show this leadership that they have in the modem business, they will continue to win this kind of agreements with Apple. Uh, so that's very bullish news, and I'm super excited for Qualcomm investors. Now, the second news I want to take a closer look at is MediaTek. And for those that are not familiar with MediaTek, um, this is, I want to say, one of the biggest competitors to Qualcomm. They produce they provide a lot of semiconductor solutions for the mobile business, mainly processors as well, right? So we can see how they combat against Qualcomm and the Snapdragon, not only for the smartphones, obviously there's uh, other things, other internet of things like tablets, uh, like computers, navigation systems, uh, automotive solutions as well. Uh, so on September 7th, about four, about five days ago, uh, MediaTek announced that they have successfully developed the first chip using TSMC's three nanometer process and is set for volume production in 2024. Like most semiconductor companies, they're mainly designed companies, right? Fabulous companies um, that go to TSMC to kind of design their next generation of chips. Qualcomm does the same. Uh, so overall, we can just kind of see the competition here that MediaTek announced their first chip using the three nanometer technology. Um, obviously pretty impressive, but uh, Apple 
is the top player here in in three nanometers and the biggest order uh, uh, the biggest customer of TSMC. So I do believe in the upcoming Apple event that is next week, if I if I remember correctly, or or, or is it tomorrow? One of these few days, um, Apple is probably going to showcase their next generation of three nanometer chips as well. And, and I'm pretty sure Qualcomm will do the same. But obvious, obviously, it just kind of shows the competitive pressure in this landscape. Uh, so MediaTek first flagship chipset using TSMC's 3 nanometer process is expected to empower smartphone, tablets, intelligent cars, and various other devices starting in the second half of 2024. Obviously, we saw that list of products there, uh, very competitive to Qualcomm. Uh, next, I want to take a closer look at TSMC. But before we go there, guys, I just want to say, guys, uh, I just want to say thank you for the support. Um, it, it really means a lot, right? We are hit. We just hit 27.8 subs. I'm trying to hit 30,000 by the end of the year. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you want to learn more about the semiconductor market, I do have weekly exclusive videos in my membership program. I do have a master's degree in electrical engineering. I've worked at some pretty cool places, and I continue to research this market. So make sure to click join to learn more. If you want a special offer for thefool.com, check out fool.com slash Jose. For a free newsletter, check out josenaharosubstack.com. For some free semiconductor news, check out semiconductorwatch.com. And finally, finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so the third company I want to take a closer look at here is TSMC, the manufacturing giant of advanced semiconductor solutions. So TSMC sitting at $90 year-to-date. The stock has kind of pulled back a nice amount from its year-to-date peak. The stock is down roughly 16.5%. So I wasn't much of a fan of TSMC at kind of those $100 price points. But right now at the 90 price point, I'm actually a little bit more intrigued of maybe adding it, uh, adding to my overall position at the moment. Uh, so TSMC, we do see some news, and this mainly relates with NVIDIA. Uh, for those that have been following this channel, we know that the biggest bottleneck for NVIDIA's AI chips are, are, are an advanced packaging solution known as chip on wafer on Substract or COWAS capacity. Um, and at a recent event, um, there are reports that at a Semicon Taiwan 2023, uh, there are reports that the chairman of TSMC mentioned that um, there's still a huge shortage here uh they're that they're not able to fulfill 100 percent of customers need and that it should be alleviated in one and a half years that's 18 months people so um if we continue to see this nvidia's products may still see kind of more supply more demand than supply which obviously bodes well for that company um, because it allows them to kind of see farsight into the future of what kind of demand they have. Um, obviously, T, uh, NVIDIA is working with other kind of um, assembly companies, which do the advanced packaging uh, to kind of help off with this kind of uh, demand, supply issue that they have. But we can see from TSMC, the huge player here, they still believe that this shortage can last for another 18 months. I think that's pretty, pretty insane. Uh, next, I have some NVIDIA news. And sorry if you guys heard that background. We're having a crazy thunderstorm here in Jersey. Uh, so NVIDIA, they're a lot of reports here. First, they kind of showcased their Grace Hopper Super Chip, and they kind of did some ML performance 
uh, benchmarks. For those that are not familiar, MLPerf is kind of this benchmark that's used um, by numerous leaders to kind of showcase the strength of their products. Obviously, the winner here is NVIDIA. Uh, so NVIDIA's Grace Hopper 200, um, H the H100, and the L4 GPUs and Genset Orin modules show exceptional performance running AI in production from the cloud to the network edge. So we continue to see NVIDIA be a leader here, especially now showcasing the GH200, which is their Grace Hopper super chip. Um, so the Grace Hopper super chip, um, the GH200, links a Hopper GPU with the Grace CPU in one super chip. The combination provides more memory, bandwidth, and the ability to automatically shift power between the CPU and GPU to optimize performance. Separately, NVIDIA's HGX H100 system that pack eight H100 GPUs delivered the highest throughput on every, every MLPerf inference test in this round. Overall, the results continue. NVIDIA's record, I think this record is insane, of, the, of demonstrating performance leadership in AI training and inference in every round since the launch of MLPerf benchmarks in 2018. NVIDIA is still a monster out here. Uh, the next thing I want to do is talk about NVIDIA. They did kind of announce this um, new kind of generative AI software that optimizes inference. And this is actually an open source software. It's called TensorRT.LLM and enables customers to more than double the inference performance of their already purchased H100 GPUs at no added cost. Uh, so we can see some pretty cool performance. The A100 is 1x. H100 pre-software was 4x. H100 post this kind of Tensor RT LLM software is now 8x the H100. I think that is insane. Um, and, and, and obviously in different. That was in GPT.j um, model in Llama 2 uh, inference performance, uh, it also sees that huge performance gap as well. So overall, we can see how NVIDIA continues to be a software company, and these software companies can improve the hardware over time. In just a matter of months, in certain models, NVIDIA is doing a lot better in performance, and most likely a lot better in power, which is more efficient for data centers, and that's what data centers want, right? They want to have power-efficient players. Outside of that, they also talk about the L4, the L4 boost inference on mainstream service. For example, the L4 GPUs running in a compact 72-watt PCIe accelerator delivered up to 6x more performance than CPUs rated for nearly 5x higher power consumption. Uh, so here is just kind of showcasing the need of these L4 GPUs and how, yeah, sure, um, you might have a GPU server, but even just buying our L4 GPUs can obviously improve your, your overall um, performance and reduce the power consumption used compared to a CPU market. Uh, so I think that's a lot of interesting news coming out from NVIDIA right now. Uh, the final topic I want to take a closer look at is ARM. So there are reports that ARM is raising their royalties on smartphone partners, and this is going to be a big boost. Um, company expect a 20% boost in revenue with this change. I do believe this is coming at a time when ARM is obviously going in an IPO mode. Uh, so this is just probably a way to attract more cost, uh, more investors. Uh, and overall, it kind of just showcases the kind of strength that ARM has right now. Uh, so pretty interesting here. Uh, we'll have to see how that comes out. These are rumors at the moment. Uh, but we are seeing reports here. We can see if you go, if you just Google ARM IPO, it does seem like 
ARM IPO orders are already up oversubscribed by 10 times and they are to stop taking orders on Tuesday. Uh, so if I'm personally not going to touch this ARM IPO, it does seem like it's going to come at a very, very heavy price. Um, normally, IPOs tend to come back down uh, to IPO prices within a year. I wouldn't mind waiting for that. And if it never happens, that's okay because I already have plenty of plenty of exposure into the semiconductor space. So I do believe at that 51 um, price point or even that 47, it is kind of on the pricey side. Uh, so personally, I'm not going to go in. Obviously, I could go wrong. And in the next few months, obviously, this IPO, um, the price can continue to go higher. Um, but the risk to reward ratio for me is not there right now. So I wouldn't mind waiting maybe a few months before making my final final decision. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.